0: Welcome again to Anime Cons TV. Once again, I am Doug Wilder, and we are talking about anime conventions as they slowly come back to the real world. But in the interim, we've got a great guest today. We've got uh, John Paul Nadison, who's talking about uh, Anime Lockdown, which is a virtual con that happened as the pandemic started, and we went there. So welcome to Anime Cons TV.
1: It's uh, great to be here.
0: So Anime Lockdown is Pretty much a pretty kind of special thing is one of the. It was basically the first virtual convention that happened in the pandemic, and you put it together in just kind of a, a matter of weeks. I think it was like maybe six weeks of planning. Was it? It
1: might have been three and a half.
0: <laughs> three and a half. Wow, that's that. That's crazy when you consider most conventions take a year to plan. So, but you were like I said, you were kind of the the first one to really do it and like have a virtual one as a lot of the in-person conventions couldn't make the switch, but you were able to just do it all online as yourself. What were some of the things that you noticed as you were putting it together and some of the kind of uh, weird experiences that came with that?
1: Um, I just I do want to clear something up. We weren't. We were one of the first. There, right. there were a few conventions that happened before us, and I think even pre-COVID online conventions existed. I just don't want people thinking I'm taking credit for that. Fair. Um, weird things that came up. I don't know if there was anything like out of the ordinary. I guess for me, it just felt like I was planning a radio show because um, <laughs> I, I worked in radio. Uh, for a couple of years. And so I, I really just took the anime convention model and applied it to what I knew about doing broadcast. And uh, I, I guess the weirdest thing is that people showed up <laughs> and that we had... Like, most of our guests were people that contacted me first. That was very strange. Oh, really? I, I guess, but I don't have any, like, weird, like, behind-the-scenes stories or... And mm. I don't remember any, like, weird challenges or anything. It just... <laughs> making people show up on time and right, running a right. mixer for three days. And you guys, kind of, you, you had a lot more
0: of just a lot of people referenced. It was not just broadcasting the panels and stuff like that. There was the, uh, the Discord server and stuff like that where a lot of people got into, like, kind of almost pretending that they were at an actual event, like, making jokes about, oh, the elevator's broken again and things like that. And it was just really nice to see especially as the pandemic we realized how big it was going to be and how much it was going to affect a lot of people's kind of convention experience for the year so
1: that that was one of our goals was we were trying to even though obviously we know that it's a virtual convention we can't replace a real convention uh, we were trying to recreate that feeling as much as possible And that's why we had the joke about the elevator. And, you know, we talked about how there was a wedding happening in the same place. And we had a badge and a guidebook and uh, even something that it didn't occur to me until a year later, as I'm preparing uh, for our upcoming convention, while you said this may uh, come out after we've already completed our con, but even having the rave be in between panels kind of inadvertently mimicked the feeling of walking in and out of the rave at a convention. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, just little things like that. And it's been interesting to see how it's different, like, virtual conventions have found some good things to do, like, especially when it's a in-person convention making the shift, whereas you were only virtual. you So you kind of went from the get-go of, you know, you knew the model, you knew what you're going to do, and that was going to be it. Um, have you noticed, as people have talked about Virtual conventions going on. Like some people commented on fatigue, have you noticed that with interest in still continuing it, or has people have people kind of stayed interested because you've been only in a, you're only in a virtual event?
1: That's a good question, and I, I won't really know until we have our event, which is probably uh, before this podcast comes out. Yeah, <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> um, you know it's. We have both a really excited um, Twitter base, but also it, we did we did get less panel submissions, but we got more people, if that makes sense. Last yep. year we had fewer people, but multiple submissions per person. Uh, and so even though we did get less panels, we have a wider variety of speakers this year. Um, I have noticed Con Fatigue... Uh, in some of the virtual conventions that I've been going to, uh, I know the ones that I attended shortly after anime lockdown were seeing uh, what I would consider a healthy attendance of you know a couple hundred to even, I think one of them, their rave had like 2,000 people, which was just incredible. We didn't for, get anywhere near those rave. numbers. Wow. Um, but some of the cons that I've been going to lately have been struggling to get even 20 people, and that's that's something that I'm nervous about. Um, not so much for me, but for all the people that are taking time out of their schedule to prevent or not prevent present at a uh, at our con. I, I want to make it worth their time because for me, I'm just in my apartment. You know, I would have just been watching anime or playing video games anyway. <laughs> I'm not really losing out if no one shows, but um, I, I really do hope for our panelists uh, that they do get the audience that they deserve.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So I know, knock on wood, uh, the pandemic is kind of starting to wind down a little bit. You know, we could very easily, you know, have another event where things might spike and stuff like that. You know, Otakon going to be in person, but they're going to require masks, things like that. Um, From your point of view, what do you think some of the um, what are some of the things coming out of Pandemic and conventions, because you've mentioned you've attended a bunch of virtual ones um, and you've obviously seen some in-person ones. Is there anything that you would like to see conventions take away from the pandemic, either as we maybe have more virtual conventions or in-person events returning?
1: I, I think the biggest takeaway from doing Anime Lockdown was the accessibility Um, we had multiple people say that this was their first anime convention because they were just not able to attend physical ones. And it was either due to a disability, to social anxiety, or there might just not have been conventions in their area. Uh, And and it's something that I I think in-person events can learn from, is that maybe for their, I don't know, top ten biggest panels, somehow do a stream of that. And I don't know whether that would involve Charging admission for for the you know I, that's up to them, um, but it, it it one of the biggest concerns that I see not talking about conventions is that we, you know now that things are opening back up, all these accessibility options that are you know were forced to happen are now starting to go away, and it's really not cool for a lot of people that have been begging for these to be had like you know being able to work from home if you're in a wheelchair. It just happened because it had to, not because people needed it to before. And I'm I'm hoping that conventions offer more digital content for reasons like that. Yeah, um, that's
0: uh, a, a very good point. I think uh, a lot of people have said, you know, especially with some of the bigger ones, where it's you know it can be hard to get a hotel room, plus the the plus the cost of travel there, and just being able to buy that that sort of e-ticket where okay. I can't see everything, but I can, you know, set up my computer and watch this one event and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, Uh, I I hadn't even considered the financial obstacle. Yeah. Um, But that's, uh, even for, like, um, the in-person conventions that I would go to, maybe there was a panel I wanted to see, but the room filled up. And if that was, like, a big guest panel and I had the option to, like, pay $2 to watch a stream, or ideally watch it for free since I already have a badge, um, that would be great. You know, we had our industry panels. were able to get a audience that would have been impossible in person at most conventions. There were a thousand people almost watching the discotech panel. That's not yeah. going to happen at most convention spaces.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, and I mean, discotech keeps getting bigger with their events, and it's
1: but their yeah, switch is very healthy. It's I think it was like fifteen hundred people the last one I watched. But
0: yeah, it's it's been crazy. There, they're they're still on. They're on my list for people that talk about the experience of doing the, the, the stream for their panels, but it's it, it's it's amazing to see stuff like that. Like, people want that experience, and I think there's a lot of, of community to it, too, that, you know, we, we miss seeing interacting with our pe- people and stuff like that and being able to have that, you know, back and forth with people in the room. And I think I'd love to see if, you know, some bigger panels were streamed and like there's a, say like a chat going on, just being able to have someone throw to the panel moderator, hey, someone in the chat had a question that was really good, you know, someone to be like, you know, Bob123 asks, you know, whatever.
1: Well, it could also be, even if I'm watching a panel in person in the room, if there's a chat because they're streaming on Twitch, and i'm too nervous to stand up and ask a question i could just type it in the chat like there's a lot of benefits to these digital options that we've been exploring in anime conventions that i, I think are well uh, you know i don't know how because the wi-fi at con uh, uh, cons is never great so uh, there'd be some work that needs to be done but i think it's possible
0: yeah if, if you're if you're a convention and you're like an in-person convention, and you're going to have a stream, you need to have your own separate internet connection. Do not use the public Wi-Fi. (laughs) I've seen that go along so often at conventions, and it's, yes, it's another expense, but it makes life so much easier for people. Oh, yeah. So. um, But while we've got you here, uh, just a couple other random uh, questions. Do you have any particular favorite memories from going to anime conventions yourself, or... Maybe a story about what your first convention was.
1: Um, I could, yeah, I could answer both of those. They're different things, kind of. Um, Obviously, my very first convention is a great memory, but I didn't really know, I didn't really understand anime conventions. I didn't know how to enjoy them. I didn't understand, like, panels and viewing rooms. I just wandered around. And it was cool. And that's something like, I, I actually, my very first drink that I ever bought at a bar was at an anime convention.
0: <laughs> that's a good story.
1: Uh, it's because I was nervous, and there, was, there were so many people, like, I need, to, I need something, I need to, you know. Um, but probably my favorite memory would have been the first Otacon that I attended, which was the last, what were they, they used to be in Baltimore, I think? Right, yep. So I went to their last Baltimore one. Totally on a whim. Uh, I was working on a film in New York, and I got a call from a friend like, hey, you should come to otakon I know that you're only a bus right away. I'll pay for your badge. Just get over here. And so, like, the next day I got on a bus. I think it was, like, four hours. It, it wasn't very long. Yeah, day. it's not that bad. And uh, my phone broke on the way, which was great. <laughs> oh, jeez. So I had to... Um, it was weird. It was only the, um, the data... That broke. Like I couldn't text or, or whatever, but I could still use the phone and like calendar and whatever. And if I had Wi-Fi, I could do that. Uh, so I had to find a Wi-Fi area at the convention center and I had to tweet my friend that I was there because I couldn't <laughs> text them. <laughs> wow. Um, but that that was really special for me because that was, one, it was my first Oticon, even though I was only there for 12 hours because uh, I, I had showed up like Saturday night and I had to leave the next morning. Uh, but I met a lot of people that I had been interacting with on Twitter for the past decade. Uh, just because that's where all the Twitter anime people go. Uh, and so people that I've... Uh, you know, I, I had a friend from England that was there that I'd never met before. I had a friend from New York who, even though I was in New York, I'd never met the guy before. Um, and it was it was really cool. And also some of my favorite podcasters were there. I met uh, Daryl Surratt and uh, Gerald and Clarissa... Yeah, uh, I, th- I can't remember if that's where I met Mike Tool. Um, it yeah. might, that might have been at a different. I I have met him at an Oticon, but it might not have been that year. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it was. I'll always remember that. It was great. Yeah,
0: that, that's a, that is a really great memory. And definitely meeting some of those people for the first time is part of what makes the convention culture come together. Is it's like these are these are these are new you know simultaneously old friends and new friends a little bit because it's all of a sudden just that interaction and it's, it's it's still weird I mean part of it is because we didn't have it last year but having Oticon in DC and it's like I still have so many memories attached to Baltimore and like can't, like can't go to my favorite breakfast spot in the area anymore but it's there's a lot there um so I think that's just about the interview um Anything else you'd like to add? Anything else you want to plug? I mean, Anime Lockdown, I hope we'll get this out before it, but we'll see what (laughs) happens. But Um, I think tweet at you anyway, just because I know you've been doing a lot of hard work to put on that. So if if you've seen this episode,
1: definitely tweet at you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really have anything to plug other than the con, which I think is an implied plug by the appearance. Yeah. (laughs) uh if it if this comes out before the convention we'll be on Twitch July 9th through 11th. Um, I'm gonna announce all the guests and stuff uh, this Friday, which is the 25th for people listening to this so they don't think I'm talking about a different Friday. so I can't you know spill any of the beans today. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's gonna to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Cool. Well, thank you once again for taking the time to speak with us. Yeah,
1: thank you for having me.